0: You are listening to The Music Room with Aileen Miracle. Hi everyone, this is Aileen. Welcome to episode 37 of The Music Room. Today I'm going to be talking about five free tech tools and other techie stuff. So for those of you who are looking for ways to use Chromebooks or iPads or just the one iPad or computer you have in your room, then I have some ideas for you. Before we get started, though, just a reminder that if you have not subscribed to the podcast, make sure you do that so that you're notified anytime I post a new episode. And if you haven't left a review for the podcast, I would really appreciate you doing that. It helps other music educators find the podcast. All right, so let's dig into five free tech tools. Okay, the first one on my list is called Rhythm Trainer, which is a website that you can get to by visiting therhythmtrainer.com. So this is a really cool tool that could be used for dictation and for audiation. You're able to choose which rhythms you're going to use, whether you want it to be fast or slow and then A or B mode. So A mode is where you listen to, or you or your students listen to a rhythm pattern, and then they can click on the rhythms that are in that pattern, which is kind of like dictation. And then B mode is where they look at a rhythm pattern and then they listen to four different audio clips and figure out which audio clip matches the rhythm pattern that they have read. So really great for dictation and audiation. It is Flash enabled, so this will only work on Chromebooks or on your teacher computer. If you just project it with an LCD projector or with your smart board, then you could do it that way. And my understanding is Flash is soon going away, but I don't really know what that means for websites that are using Flash if they're going to start using a different kind of functionality in order to get the website to work. But right now it does still work. I can see the rhythm trainer working well. As a whole group, like I said, if you just project it onto your teacher computer in small groups, if you only have a few Chromebooks, you could have students working in small groups, you know, with each small group at a Chromebook. And it could also work well in centers where you have a center where students get a Chromebook and They figure out which mode they want to use. They also have faster slow mode. So that could be great for differentiation. Your students who are doing really well, who are advanced, they could do the fast tempo and the other students could do slow tempo. So the rhythm trainer, great for audiation and dictation. All right, number two on my list is Plickers. If you've listened to my podcast before, you've read my blog before, you've heard me talk about this. It is such a cool tool. So the idea of Plickers is that Each student gets a card that is individual to themselves. It kind of reminds me of a QR code. So like at first glance, you wouldn't really be able to tell the difference between the cards. But if you look closely, you'd see that each card kind of has a different symbol on it. And I assign the cards based on their magic number. So at my school, each student is assigned a magic number. So like Riley's number one and Sloan is number two and that kind of thing so that they're really comfortable with their magic numbers. I find out ahead of time what their magic numbers are and I enter them into the Plickers website And then instead of, let's say, doing some kind of interactive game where I have them close their eyes and raise their hand for the correct answer and taking an assessment that way, with Pleckers, they can hold a card and they hold it so that A, B, C, or D is facing up depending on what they think the correct answer is. And then I just take my iPhone and I scan the room and it tells me how everyone is voting. So it'll tell me Riley voted A and Sloan voted B and whatever that is. And I can see the correct answers are in green and the wrong answers are in red and just by scanning with my iphone or you can also use a android phone as well you can see how everybody is answering it's incredible it's kind of like several years back clickers became a thing where each student had something that was kind of like a remote control and they would enter in their answer it's like that but it's completely free so it's really really cool so a few things that you would need to do in order to get this working in your classroom Go to Plickers.com and you can download the cards for free and print them out. I printed them out onto cardstock and I laminated them. I've heard a few people say that they had issues with the lamination with the cards not scanning correctly. I have had no issues with that, but just a fair warning just in case. So you print out the cards and then you would want to get the class numbers for your classes and enter the students' names in. And then you also have to enter in questions and answers so that the system knows what the question is and what the correct answer is. With clickers, you can project your questions so you can like create the questions and the answers and then project them through the website. So that's one way of doing it. Or you could just create the questions, you know, some kind of game or activity in PowerPoint. This could also work for things that you buy on Teachers Pay Teachers if it's like a multiple choice game where they see three or four answers projected there and they're voting on whichever one they think it is. You could assign the number one answer as A, number two answer is B, and so on. So it could work like that as well. And if this sounds really intriguing, but you're still confused because it is kind of a confusing thing, I will link to a blog post that I wrote that has a couple tutorials for working with the website and working with the app. Now I will warn you that Plickers has recently updated and there is a paid plan now but there's plenty that you can still do with the free plan. The tutorials that I have in that blog post might look a little bit different than what you see on your screen when you go to the updated Plickers website but a lot of the functionality should still be the same. So it's a really great way to assess the first time you do it. It's going to be a little bit more time consuming because of entering all the students names and all of that. And the students getting used to holding the cards and making sure that their fingers aren't covering what's on the card and that kind of thing. But once the students are, you know, more familiar with how to use it, it goes a lot quicker. So the only tech that you need with clickers is an iPhone or an Android phone. You don't need any other iPads, Chromebooks, anything like that. So if you have a smartphone, you can use clickers. Really cool. All right, so my number three tool is Chrome Music Lab. I will link to Chrome Music Lab in the show notes, which by the way, to find the show notes, you can go to mrsmiraclesmusicroom.com and then click on podcast and then find episode 37. I plan on making a blog post out of this podcast episode. So you might have already read the blog post, which has the link, but if not, you can find the show notes that way. So Chrome Music Lab is this really awesome website that has all these different activities and games that you can play. Students can just choose whichever one they, want and kind of explore through that. So I'm going to try on my computer right now, see if it'll pick up the audio. One of them that my students really love is called Oscillators. So I'm going to click that on my computer right now. (coughs) Students can expand the top of this little guy. He looks like a little monster. So that's just a really fun way to explore, but there's also one where they can create their own rhythm ostinato there's one where they can play around with arpeggios another really fun one is called Kandinsky I'm gonna open that one up right now as I record this and with that one students can create their own shape so let's say a circle if they create a circle if they do it well I just tried eyes will appear so it looks like a little face they can create lines or triangles or whatever they want and then when they hit play it like kind of plays the shapes like an ostinato really, really cool. I've seen kids create their own names and just kind of play their names, which is really cool. I mean, it's a really neat way to connect art with music. And then there's one called Melody Maker where you can create your own melody and see it with colors and kind of see it in a stepwise formation. Another one called Song Maker. So this is a really cool tool that you could use. Again, you could use it if you just have a teacher computer and that's all the tech you have in your room. Um, You would also need an LCD projector. So you don't even need a smart board. If you have an LCD projector and a computer, then you could have students just like come up one at a time and, you know, kind of explore with it and they can see it as a whole group. And then if you Have access to Chromebooks or iPads this could work with either iPads or Chromebooks then you could have them go to Chrome Music Lab and just kind of explore in small groups and I'll talk about QR codes in a minute but this would be a great way to use a QR code if you create a QR code that will link to Chrome Music Lab, then all students would have to do is scan the code and boom, the website is on their device, which is really cool. Students really love Chrome Music Lab. All right, so number four on my list is Staff Horse. This is one of my all-time favorite apps, but it is also a free desktop program. So I will link to where you can download Staff Wars for free. So you can download it onto your teacher computer and then project it, like I said before, with an LCD projector and play it as a class. The idea of Staff Wars is these notes come up on the screen and the class has to, you know, if you're playing as a whole group, they could just yell out like A, B, C, D, E, F, or G, whichever note it is. And then you tap that note and it, kind of like shoots it kind of like if you think of oh gosh I'm trying to remember the old video game where you would just you know this is like way back in the day for those of you who remember Atari it's kind of like that like it you know just shoots the note and then the note explodes and the kids really love it so you could play it as a whole group like I said with the free desktop app And the the really cool thing is that you can customize it. So like I like to start with only lines on the treble clef staff and you can do that in Staff Wars. And then I will just focus on spaces for a while and then I do lines and spaces. And then you can go beyond the staff, like above or below the staff. So instead of seeing every single note on the staff that you could possibly name, which is a lot more difficult for students, you can start with just lines or just spaces or however you want to do it. Now, It is an iPad app, which is a paid app, but totally worth it if you have iPads in your room. I would suggest looking into that, seeing if you can purchase it, because the really cool thing about working on iPads is you could have students working in small groups, and I just have them do a round until they get to the next level, and then they hand the iPad to the next person, or until they mess up, and then they hand it to the next person, unless as soon as they get it. It's the third time through, and they haven't really been holding it for that long. And then I let them keep going until they mess up or until the next level, and then they hand it off to the next person. And I have seen a big increase in their accuracy of naming notes on the Trouble Club staff and their speed, because the whole point of the game is to get faster and faster. And that's really what we want from our students. I've had conversations with friends where they said, Well, I don't really like making this a timed drill because students with anxiety, it's harder for them. And I hear what you're saying, we do have to watch those students with anxiety and that we don't create really anxious situations for them. But I do think it's important as musicians that we are able to just look at a note and go, that's a G, that's an A, that's a B. And um, We want them to have that immediate response to a note so that when they get an instrument in their hands, they're able to just play a B, play an A, play a G, and just know that's what it is. So it's really great for that. So like I said, you could play on your desktop with just with your teacher computer Or if you have iPads, you can also play Staff Wars there. And there are other versions of Staff Wars. Like there is one, I'm not as familiar with it, but where if you teach beginning band or middle school band or whatever, where I believe students can play and then like the program picks up on whatever note they're playing. So there's some other features of Staff Wars or other versions of the game that you can have them play. If you... Go to the link that I'm putting in the show notes. You'll see the other versions there too. But Staff Wars is great for your students who are just learning to read from the treble clef staff. All right, so my number five tool for free tech tools is QR codes. So the idea of a QR codes, I'm sure you've probably seen them before. You know, if you've been to somewhere like McDonald's or Burger King or Starbucks or something like that, you've seen this little code that you can scan maybe for a coupon or to sign up for the rewards club or something like that. Each code is unique. They all kind of look like they're the same, but they're not actually the same. And you can either scan it with a QR code reader app So if you just look in the app store, whether you're on Android or Apple, if you look in the app store for QR code reader or QR reader, you'll find a free one. There are several out there, but if you have a new iPhone, you can also scan with the camera and just open up the camera and hold it up to the QR code and it'll automatically scan it for you. So my favorite ways to use QR codes is to get kids to a website, to get kids to a file, to give kids an answer, and to use for advocacy. Before I get into all of that, I'm going to explain how you create a QR code, because maybe you've never done that and are wondering. If you go to qrstuff.com, qrstuff.com, you can copy and paste a website link right into qrstuff.com, and it'll create a QR code for you and it's free. And then you just download that QR code and you can project it onto your smart board or you can put it into a Word doc and print it out or however you want to do it. All right, so to get kids to a website, let's say you want kids to go to Chrome Music Lab like we were just talking about. You can copy and paste the website link for Chrome Music Lab into qrstuff.com and it'll give you a QR code and that way you can either project it onto your smart board or print out sheets with the QR code and that way instead of having students enter the long address because for Chrome Music Lab it is a little bit long you could actually just have them hold up their iPad or their Chromebook because there is an extension for Chromebook for QR codes have them hold it up scan it and boom they're at that website. So it just makes it so much easier and it's a time-saving tool, which I'm all about time-saving with technology. So any website that you want them to go to, especially if it's a long website, you can just create that QR code and boom, they're there once they scan it. I have also created files like audio files or something in Google Slides or something like that where once you've uploaded something to Dropbox or you've created it in Google Drive, you can get that link to that file or to that recording or whatever and put it into QR stuff and it'll also create a QR code for you. So that can be a great way to have students listen to something or get to something in Google Drive or whatnot. You can also give kids an answer. So there's actually a way in QR stuff to do like a definition, like a term and a definition or something like that. So let's say you're working on musical symbols, you could type up in QR stuff, a musical term. And then on the work that you give, the materials that you give your students, you could have the QR code and then like a definition. They read the definition and in their head, think about what the term is. And then once they scan the code, it'll tell them that definition. But you could also do vice versa where you give students the musical term, but in qrstuff.com you've actually typed the definition. So it works either way. So it's just a good way to check musical vocabulary and you're giving them that immediate feedback. I will link to a blog post I have about QR codes. If you're listening to this and you're, you know, maybe in the car driving and you want to know, you know, how to work qrstuff.com, I will link to that as well. And then it can also work really well as an advocacy tool. I actually have a QR code up in the hallway with a bulletin board. So I have this Padlet that I created last year that has a bunch of student work that has like videos of students and compositions students have made and audio recordings and GarageBand that students made. And I put it all into Padlet, which that's a really awesome tool right there as well. That's also free. It has some limitations when it's free, but it's Padlet.com, P-A-D-L-E-T.com. Um, which can be used for student responses, but it can also be used to showcase student work. Anyway, so I have a QR code to a Padlet from last year. So the bulletin board, which I'll post a picture of in the show notes, says music at CES, Cheshire Elementary School. And then it has a QR code to last year's Padlet. And parents, as they're walking through the hallway, are Teachers or whoever can scan the QR code and be linked to that Padlet. And then throughout the year, I'll also be posting work from this year on that bulletin board. But I just, you know, for open house or curriculum night or whatever, I wanted to give parents something to look at. So that's a great advocacy tool. But also you could put QR codes in a music program. So if you have like a music advocacy website or music advocacy facts, or maybe you have like a Facebook page that you want parents to like, or a website or you want parents to sign up for Remind if you use the Remind app for reminders for about choir or band or whatever. You could create a QR code and put it into a music program and then all they have to do is scan it and voila, they can read all about music advocacy or they can like your Facebook page or whatever you want them to do. It's a really cool way to get people quickly where you want them to go, whether it be parents or students. So QR codes, so cool. All right, so my five tools that I talked about my favorite free tech tools rhythm trainer clickers chrome music lab staff wars and qr codes all right and i'm just going to mention a couple other things which are not free but just are in the vein of technology since we're talking about technology i this year have a view sonic board which is like a smart board but better (laughs) because i guess that you know smart notebook technology or smart boards in general they're kind of dying out so at least in my district, we're starting, instead of getting smart boards, once we're updating the technology, we're going to get ViewSonic boards, which I think there's also a board out there called a Cuomo board, which I believe is really similar. But I just wanted to tell you a little bit about my ViewSonic board in case, you know, you are going to get a new board, or maybe you don't even have a smart board yet, and you go to your administrator and say that you want a smart board, and they tell you, well, we're not really doing smart boards anymore. ViewSonic is another possibility. So the pluses to a ViewSonic over a smart board, number one, you can write on anything. Like on a smart board, you can only use the pens when you're in smart notebook. Not the case with a ViewSonic. You can write on anything, which is so cool. So like if you are teaching choir and all the kids are holding their music, but you also have the music scanned into a PDF and you put it on your board, I used to have to like take a screenshot of the music and then import it into smart notebook and then use the highlighter tool in smart notebook but you don't have to do that you can just circle the music right on a pdf or highlight right on a pdf or you could be on any website like chrome music lab or whatever and you could use the pen right there without importing into another program which is so cool and so the ViewSonic looks it's a little bit wider than a smart board Not quite as tall, and it looks a lot like a TV. So I have had several students when they come into the room, oh, you have a TV in here. It's actually not a TV, it's a ViewSonic. Another really cool tool that I just discovered with my ViewSonic board is the Spotlight tool, which can be found in the settings and tools part of the board. And with that one, you could just put a spotlight on one small part of something. So again, I'm thinking choir, this could be really helpful. If you just want students to look at one part of the music, you could put a spotlight on that and everything else on the screen is dark. So it's a really great way to get them focused in just on one thing. It can also be used like an Apple TV, so I actually was playing around with Staff Wars with this where I was able to project my iPad that had Staff Wars on it onto the ViewSonic and it's wireless. So I used to be able to, you know, project my iPad onto my smart board, but it was a little bit complicated because I had to disconnect my computer and then connect my iPad. And I had a very short range with it. I didn't have a long cord. So I had to sit there right at my computer and play around with the iPad that way. But now I, it can be wireless. I could walk wherever I want in the room and project my iPad, which is so cool. It does not have to be connected to your computer in order to work. So like you could browse on the internet without actually connecting to your laptop. Or there's also a feature where you can like have almost like a chalkboard or a whiteboard on the ViewSonic and not be connected to your computer and write on it that way. I'm really just scratching the surface. I think there's quite a bit more that I can do with it that, that my district is still figuring out as well. And it can be connected wirelessly. Um, So I actually have played around with this. My computer is right next to the ViewSonic. So it's not a big deal for me to just hook it up with cords with like you could do HDMI or VGA. But I did play around with connecting it wirelessly just to see what that process is like, because I was helping some other teachers in my school out with their ViewSonic. And I wanted to see what that process was like. And it's really helpful to do wirelessly if your computer is not right at the board. But mine is, so I find the cords are better because if you're streaming, it's really slow. Or if you're playing music through your computer, there is a little bit of a lapse sometimes with the music. But it's really a nice feature to have to be able to connect wirelessly. So I just wanted to mention that for those of you who are maybe looking to update your smart board or don't have a smart board yet and are being told that your district is maybe not buying smart boards anymore, ViewSonic is a really cool technology that is a lot more powerful than a smart board. So I would highly recommend it if you can get one. All right, and then just something that is on the horizon that I'm hoping to get soon is a Dash robot and a Dash robot xylophone for coding. I just wrote this into a grant application, so I may or may not be getting it soon, but this is something that I... I don't I want to say maybe I saw someone post about it on Facebook or on Instagram. You can have kids code a song and then the robot plays it on this little xylophone. I would call it more like a glockenspiel if we're getting really specific here, but you know, you get the idea. It's really cool. So, if I do get that, I will be talking about that soon. But if you are really into techie stuff and you want to check something out, it's totally not free, (laughs) but it's just, you know, if you're into coding and into technology, I would check that out. All right, so let's talk about what I'm consuming. All right, so a new season, two new seasons of two podcasts that I've listened to before. One of them I know I've mentioned on this podcast before. The other one, I'm not sure if I've mentioned it before. But there is a podcast called Family Ghosts, which is actually not about ghosts. It's about just like family secrets. And a new season just came out and I listened to a three-part series about the love family, which was kind of like a religious cult, kind of. But that was really interesting to listen to. Wouldn't listen with kids around. I think there's some stuff that's probably you don't want kids to listen to, but it's really interesting listening. So that one is called Family Ghost. And then there are other um, just like one off episodes that aren't connected to any other episodes that aren't a part of a series. But that one is really an interesting listen. And then another podcast that I know I've mentioned before, but I'm just going to mention again because a new uh, season is out is Spooked. Absolutely love this podcast. And that one is actually about ghosts. But because Halloween is coming up here at the end of October, they come out with, I think, like one or two new episodes per week. And it's really, really cool listening. If you're into ghost stories, I would definitely check that out. All right. So that's it with my free tech tools episode. I do have a podcast episode that will be hitting the airwaves in a couple weeks, and I'm bringing Katie back, and we are going to talk about PBIS, which is like a classroom management system. We implemented a new one at my school, and she is my traveler, so we have experience with a new system at our school. Katie has also done some other systems at other schools, so we'll be talking about PBIS, and even if you're not implementing it with your whole school how you might be able to implement that just in your music room by yourself all right so thank you so much for listening i hope this has been helpful and have a wonderful day